Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 101 of Grow With Soul. Today is a coaching episode with Mariana Gomes, a writer and the founder of OK, What's the Next Step? Mariana started her website after feeling a lack of creativity in her life and wanting to connect with others in a similar place. In this episode, we talk about so much to do with building your audience so how to get more people to find you when you only have a couple of hundred Instagram followers trusting the process while also being proactive and not letting it be an excuse to do nothing and finding ways to show up when you're shy and letting what you do be at the heart of your promotion so let's dive in hi Mariana hello Thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you. <laughs> Where are you in the world today? Okay, today I'm in Lisbon because I'm Portuguese, but I'm actually living in Copenhagen, Denmark, and I've been living there for the past four years. Uh, but now with the pandemic, it's good to be home and yes. be with my parents. Yeah, and especially probably it's warmer in Lisbon than Copenhagen right now, which probably helps. <laughs> It is, but I came for the sun, but I don't I haven't seen the sun for a week, so I'm disappointed with my country. <laughs> it's letting you down. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start to talk a little bit about why we're here. And so tell me all about the project and what you're doing and yeah, what everything that's kind of happened so far with it. Okay, so I am the founder of this interview project called Okay, What's the Next Step? And I also have a project, um, kind of like a side project called The Next Step Sessions. And these are weekly accountability sessions in group to help creative get, creatives get started with their own projects. And this started almost a year ago and the, the website maybe one year and a half. But yeah, this all started because I wanted to have a creative project. And I remember in 2019, talking with my then boyfriend and tell him, I really want to have something creative, but I just don't know what I want. So I would sit in cafes with my cappuccino, just, you know, scrabbling on my mm -hmm. journal thinking, okay, I just want something. I just want something, but nothing happened. And then I joined this membership for perfectionists. And just the fact that I was talking with other people just, you know, allow me to see what I wanted. And that's how I created the, the interview project that I told you about and then the sessions. So for me, it's this, you know, connection feeling and the fact that I have like-minded people with me in this journey really helped me. And that's what I'm what I want to offer to other people as well. Yeah, because of course you have your friends, but that doesn't mean that they are really into, you know, a creative journey the same way that maybe you are. But there are a lot of people like you out there. So we just need to find them. 
<laughs> and hard relate to that feeling of I want to do something but I don't know what the something is I think that's definitely spent many years in that place and still kind of go there sometimes as well and I know that a lot of other people do and if it, coming at that question from lots of different directions sometimes it's I want to have a business but I don't know what I want the business to yeah. be but just that knowing there's something missing but not knowing how to even start to think about what it might be is yeah such a interesting and quite a lonely place I think yeah yeah and I mean that's why my website is called okay what's the next step because that's what I thought what's the next step and I've had the chance to talk with a few people a few creatives and what I realized is that it's really important to understand how other people have done it so for example if you want to become a writer how did your favorite writer did it and just look into that because there's no need to reinvent the wheel so mm -hmm. for a while I was really interested in that in understanding okay since you had the idea to start for example a blog what did you do and then you know you can look to that person and just basically you know try to to do the same steps of course related to what you want but but yeah I think that really works yeah to have that model so what were you or are you <laughs> when so you were wanting some more creativity so what were you doing anyway so like what was your job and so where was the the lack of creativity really kind of coming from yeah. So, I mean, I've always considered myself a creative person. And when I was in high school, I used to write a lot. And I don't know, since I remember, I wanted to become a writer and a journalist. And then when I moved to Denmark to study when I was 17, I kind of lost that. You know, you just become an adult and then you forget the things that made you happy. So <laughs> I think like the goal is to become a bit of like the 15 old self that you were, you know, and just look back into that. So I'm still a student and I have a part-time job in internal communications, but at the time that's all I had. And, you know, I'm studying business and that's not the most creative thing <laughs> one can think about. And, you know, that means that I'm, you know, surrounded by people that really like business and like to know about the economy. And of course, I also like that, but I was missing something else. I I wasn't writing, I wasn't doing anything, but I wanted that. So that's how that started. And of course, podcasts helped a lot. That's how I found you, for example. <laughs> yeah, and just, you know, the, the thing is, you can listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of books, but then if you don't have anyone to talk about that, then it becomes complicated. So when I joined this membership and I got to know people like me that also wanted to start, you know, creative side projects and all of that, that's when I got really into, you know, building something like a blog and then the accountability sessions and all of that. Mm. I think there's something about when there are other people that you're talking to about it or that are doing the same thing, it sort of becomes real. When it's just you listening to your podcast and reading your books, it's still like a thing that's not really real in some sort of way but when you can kind of be like oh there's a person who I can send a message to on Instagram or I can have a conversation with and they talk to you like you're not mental for wanting to do this stuff that makes such a huge difference in the way that you approach that thing you want to do I always think 
Yeah, I completely agree. Yes. I feel like when you're listening to podcasts, you're just like thinking, okay, this is possible. There are people doing this. But then when you meet someone that wants to do the same, it's like, oh, here's a person and I know them and they know me and now we can start talking about it and they can, you know, I believe in them. So why wouldn't I believe in myself? And then it's also this thing that you think about, okay, how am I going to do this? So then you have someone to talk about it and just ask, okay, what's the next step? And the person probably is going to answer you because mm. it's also easier to take a look into other people's lives and understand what they have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's quite hard for you to do that with yourself, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and it's, it, from my point of view as well, that's something that I work with clients and, and things like that who have marketing backgrounds and they always say like, I know how to do this, but why can't I do it for myself? And it is the, it's not that the actual doing of the thing is hard. Like it's not hard to write a newsletter. It's not hard to just start writing a blog, but it's the emotional process of getting there. That's the hard bit. And that's what you need the help with. Yeah. The emotional discomfort. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. (laughs) So it's been a year and a half since you started the website and then about a year since you've been doing the sessions. So what has your focus been on kind of promoting both of those things? What have you been doing to kind of get people into the sessions and get people onto the website and what's been working? Let's start with what's been working. Yeah, well, that is a challenge. I'm using Instagram right now, but I, you know, I wasn't using Instagram, so I didn't have many followers and I still don't have. So I think the issue is, you know, I'm in my bubble, right? Like Instagram Mm -hmm. is a bubble. So if you don't have a lot of followers, it's not that helpful. So I started promoting my articles and my blog posts there and I got good feedback, which is nice, you know, from people that I haven't talked with you know, friends from school and stuff. And then, you know, they promote, you know, they share on their stories and then people go back to to my Instagram. But I think that that's still not enough. And then it's the same with the sessions. So I started to do these free accountability sessions when the pandemic started last year, last April. And I was promoting that on Instagram and also on the membership that I was part of. So that means that only people that I knew were seeing that. And that's what's happening right now. So it's basically by chance that people find me unless, you know, imagine if I interview you and then you share that on your Instagram and people might find me. But that's all I've been doing so far. And that's where I feel a bit lost and has been the biggest challenge so Mm -hmm. far. And so is it more like a I don't know what the next step is um what what is the next thing to do or is it you kind of know but there's something holding you back I think there's a lack of consistency from my side but also a long-term strategy you know because sometimes I sit and I think okay I need to start promoting this better and then I come up with a few ideas Uh, to reach out to people, to, I don't know, just, you know, different stuff. And I might do that, but then, you know, I just forget about it or I don't see the results right away or 
then I just think, oh, I should take this slowly and, you know, it takes time. So I just need to accept that, you know, so it, it kind of depends on my mindset at the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it should be that way. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I feel like I know if you ask me, okay, let's, you know, brainstorm 10 ideas, I might have them, but I don't, but I don't see like, you know, this long-term strategy, you know, I know that you have to be consistent on Instagram, but then I think, is it even Instagram that's going to help me? And then I think about, okay, maybe I should use Pinterest, but I don't know anything about Pinterest. So it's also this thing that, you know, you just start getting overwhelmed by all the possibilities and everything Mm -hmm. that you know that you don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. 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 I hear you. And I think that the, it's very interesting what you say about it depends on your mood (laughs) at the time because I think that's something that we don't really talk about enough and because and when you said about oh well maybe it's okay if it's just slow um that's something that kind of just sort of sparked something inside me because that's something that I recognize in myself is that if I'm a bit tired I will think oh it's fine (laughs) I don't have to promote my thing I'll just not do it but yeah that's not always the best way to be and it's very easy to look at things like slow marketing or or whatever and for it to become an excuse to not do stuff rather than a permission slip to not do things you don't want to do so I think that is I don't don't know if I've got any answers to, to that but I guess in fact the answer is to have a clarity of purpose and a sort of direction that is stronger than your mood or your mindset at any given time. So for example, it's making it easier for yourself so that when, like today, when if I'm tired today, I think, well, I've got this one thing that I know I'm going to do and I'm just going to do it because it's easier to do it than not do it at this point because I've made it so easy for myself that I could just stick it up and it's done and then let that be enough. So you are kind of got this middle ground between doing nothing but also still kind of doing the slow marketing stuff yeah that all makes sense yeah (laughs) um so what I think the best place to start with you is because as you say you've got Instagram which I think is is always going to be a place for what you do just the trouble with it is that when you have got a very small following you can end up spending all your time growing an Instagram account and not growing the website and the sessions Mm -hmm. because they're not the same thing. Growing the Instagram account is not the same as getting people reading your articles and getting people joining the sessions. Um, You're just getting people liking your photos. So it's making sure that you kind of disconnect those two things in your mind and kind of having the Instagram as like, yes, something that's going to, I'm going to slowly work on building up, but I'm not going to dedicate all of my energy to that because that's not actually growing the thing that I want to grow. Um, So where I would start is with the people that you want to be finding the website and what we would say would be your kind of ideal audience, ideal customer for want of a better word and really focusing in on them and crucially where they already are so is this anything you've done 
any thinking about before? Yeah, I think when I, but but again, this is connected as well with Instagram, I think. So for example, just hanging out where, you know, probably my target audience is. So, you know, just commenting on other people's stuff and, you know, just joining conversations and all of that. And I, I think about, for example, maybe Facebook groups that I could join, but something that I that I also think is how to, you know, be yourself and, you know, don't be salesy, but at the same mm-hmm. time, being able to introduce your stuff and being able to tell people, hey, I can help you with this. Yeah, because I also think that that's the, um, the challenge. And also... For me, it's also how to connect my website with the sessions. Because, for example, I mean, the idea with the sessions is that I'm your buddy. I'm here and you can talk about your stuff and let's brainstorm ways for you to, you know, start your creative side project. And I'm here every week to keep you accountable for that. But, you know, readers of my blog might not be interested in that. And that means that, for example, when I'm writing something for my blog, I mean, I, you know, I interview people or I'm writing about something that happened in my life, but it doesn't have to necessarily have to do with um, the sessions or with self-development or with creativity, which is, you know, topics that I talk about in the sessions, but I don't really talk about on my website. So then I just get confused. Okay, how can I, you know, build this and promote everything if not everything, you know, connects, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a straightforward way. Yeah. I'm going to start there and then I'm going to circle back to social media because I think you're overthinking that bit a little bit because for me, going on to your website, it makes perfect sense <laughs> how those two connect. That it's, and it doesn't, and it's so easy to do this because you are creating every single piece of content and you're kind of seeing it in the most detailed way but Mm. from a zoomed out perspective as someone just kind of landing on your website it's like oh well there's articles about creativity and then there's sessions to help me be creative that makes perfect sense right so it doesn't need to be quite articulated right at that really granular detail and also it's not about the topic when it comes to the sessions it's about the experience so somebody's not gonna kind of go well she's not written a blog about eating the frog so how can she do an eat the frog session with me right they're gonna read a blog and think oh I really like her approach to this and I like the way she thinks and she seems like she's a friendly person so I'd quite like to spend some time in a session with her and and that's all it's gonna take yeah so it's thinking about the blog is not um kind of connecting to the sessions in a really literal thematic way the blog is there to what I would call model the experience so to Mm. for somebody to read an article and just get the feeling of what it's going to be like to sit in a virtual room with you even if that you're not in that blog talking about what you would be talking about in the session they can still get that same sort of feeling yeah so that's the first thing (laughs) Uh, so stop worrying about that first of all (laughs) and then yes so the social media side and I think 
you said the phrase hanging out and I think this is something that people say oh hang out where your audience are online but hanging out is quite a passive phrase because yeah you could sit on Instagram for three hours a night but you're not actually I'd be hanging out on Instagram but you're not actually kind of doing anything and this as you're saying that to be kind of promoting your stuff without being that person in the Facebook group who's going hey look at my thing it's it's a tricky thing to do so I would try not to try not to think about it in these passive terms of I'm just going to go and hang out and drop a few links and hope that somebody sees it and likes it this is where the strategy starts to come in and what people quite often do is they it's it's too big the whole of Instagram the whole of the internet is too big so you just kind of try to go after individual people or individual groups and so you go and comment on someone's post and hope somebody sees it and that's just it's so narrowed in and also probably makes you feel uncomfortable definitely makes the other person on the other end feel uncomfortable and it's just not doing anything so it's taking a much broader scope and a a longer way round so rather than thinking okay well this person um is somebody who my kind of person would be following i'm going to go and just comment on some pictures it's then looking at some more interesting ways that you can kind of get onto their radar so it might be somebody that you could ask if they'd like to be interviewed on the website or it might be somebody who you can kind of see well let's see if they've been on any other podcasts and see if that's something that I could pitch to be on if they've got a podcast maybe I could pitch to be on that maybe there's a whole other kind of collaboration or maybe there's somebody else who is following them that I could go down and trying to it's finding a little thread that you can start to pull and start to unravel it and really go down a rabbit hole and looking bigger picture than just I'm trying to get individuals to look at me and more I'm trying to get in front of an audience. Does that yeah, make sense? It, it makes sense, yes. And and it's definitely something that I that I thought about, right? But then when you say that, then I also think that it's a bit about confidence and mm-hmm. just going back a bit to you know the the content that i have on the website and it doesn't necessarily mention the sessions as you said it still makes sense it's still connected but something that i've been thinking about and that i'm sure you've seen online is this idea that you have to write you know how to post and people mm-hmm. you know you have to provide value online mm-hmm. so people you know get interested in your stuff and when I think about, for example, pitching to a podcast, that's what I think I I need to have. You know, I need to show up as this expert, which is not even something that I that I want to to be. You know, that I want to be mm-hmm. perceived as. You know, my my struggle here is that how to show up and how to show your excitement for, in this case, the sessions, but without you know turning into this person that has to write how to pose and you know it's just not my thing so Mm -hmm. this is where I also see my problem that you know I want to show up but at the same time I'm not really sure 
how to do it, you know? For example, here it's it's easy. I'm talking with you and it's a coaching call. So, you know, I can tell you about my struggles and it all makes sense with my journey. But then if I pitch to a podcast, it's a bit about like selling myself. And that's what I find really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's difficult for me to say because other people have obviously with other shows have got their own agenda of the sort of guests they want to have. But for me, I get pitches quite a lot from people who are positioning themselves as experts and I could not be less interested in those pitches. (laughs) Um, Not just from it, but from when I do interview shows, I don't want somebody who's got all the answers because that just feels like a boring conversation to me. So I think that, but as I say, it's all going to come down to, especially with pitching to podcasts, is just knowing what that show is about. Um, Mm -hmm. because some people will be more conversational. I'm thinking certainly of my friend, Nicole Antoinette, who has the Real Talk Radio podcast. They certainly don't go all into expertise on that. She's all about having real and honest conversations. And so it's maybe looking at some slightly different shows that might have the space to incorporate uncertainty and realness and not always having that expertise. But also, I totally understand that that might be a long, a medium to long-term strategy. That might not be something you want to do next week, but it might be something that you want to work towards doing in six months' time, for example. Yeah. And that can be a kind of a little goal on your way is to kind of give yourself that permission of, well, I'm not going to pitch for the next six months, but what I am going to do is get myself into a place where in six months time, I feel confident to pitch something and have my own way of doing it where I'm not thinking that I have to go on and be an expert. Um, so that I would think about that and the the how to kind of part of it. Personally, I don't think anybody likes how to posts anymore. I think they've all been done. I think if you type into Google how to whatever it is you're already gonna have at least 50 million results right (laughs) I just don't think they're adding anything I don't think it's something that people are even really interested in anymore I definitely find for me and my content the stuff that does better or does best or that actually connects with people and means something to people is the stuff where I'm saying you know this is this is how I'm experiencing this kind of particular uh, emotion or this particular part of building a business. This is how I'm experiencing it. This is how it's feeling. This is how I'm dealing with it. Um, yeah, I'm just nodding while you're saying that. <laughs> that's exactly why I follow you. <laughs> so it's, and it's, it can feel like a, a leap to not have the answers for people. And even when I'm I'm writing things, I'm kind of thinking like, well, what is the point of this for people? You know, what is their takeaway? But sometimes it's the takeaway is enough and it's enough that it's for them to feel understood and for them to feel like, okay, I'm fine, <laughs> you know? On the day we're recording, the podcast has gone out, which would have been, I don't know, a couple of weeks before this this episode, people are listening to it now. It's a very strange timeline. But there's an episode about a deep dive on value. And in that episode, I talk about how 
we have conflated value with help. So they mean the same thing. We think in order to give value, we have to give help. Whereas actually value is so much more than that. Value is people doing like funny TikTok videos. Value is people sharing beautiful photography that's really inspiring. Value is sharing a poem. Value is sharing an experience. Value is creating accountability for people. You know, it's not just... I'm helping you to do something like that's a tiny sliver of what value possible value is so I would again go back to those people that you want to be helping or those (laughs) using the word help again those people you want to be speaking to and look at what's valuable to them outside of being helped oh that's a good prompt yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense that is what then becomes more shareable as well. And that's something else that you've got to think about is that organic word of mouth sharing that a how-to post nobody's really sharing because it's they're just looking at it for themselves. But something that is that, that speaks to them in their heart and soul, they're going to be sending to their friend they had a conversation about it with or they're going to just be sharing it to their audience because they're like, oh, this I so identify with this and so thinking about the shareability is another side of that yeah yeah and it's so easy for for people to forget about that I remember one day I was just thinking okay I can write a blog post about this and how I overcame this issue and how to help others but then when I look back and I think about you know people that I follow like you and some writers I just you know, I I follow you, for example, because I like your content and I like to know about your journey. I've I've listened to a million podcasts and I've read a million books and posts like how to post, right? So I also, you know, there's there's this thing like you're not gonna create anything new, right? And that's that's not the point with the next step sessions, for example, is actually the opposite is to you know gather people and have this collective brainstorm and, you know, use everyone's um, knowledge and learnings. It's not about creating something new. So yeah, it makes sense what you said. Mm. So I think that we're kind of talking about this in terms of quite pie in the sky, like, oh yeah, lovely. We'll talk about different types of value and we'll create beautiful content. (laughs) But obviously that is always the first step to expanding your reach is that you've got to have something good because nobody's going to read something that's not you know interesting entertaining inspiring in whatever way so that always has to be the first place to start and really kind of drilling into that making sure there's stuff to be putting out there but as you're you're kind of finding as you're saying it yeah, but then there does need to be some other impetus on the other side because you can't just put the world's most beautiful blog post on a website page and hope people find it. Yeah. So I think with, and especially as you were saying a while back about kind of mentioned Pinterest and I don't know how to do that. And then it, there's like, oh, and it all starts to unravel, doesn't it? When you're like, oh, just put it on Pinterest. And then you're like, oh, I've got to learn how to use Pinterest. <laughs> so it's looking at a where the right people are going to be to put it there. I think Pinterest probably is one of those places. And it's looking at 
where is going to be the most efficient places because you can get into this place where you're just spraying but not actually being strategic anywhere and so I could give you like a whole list of things and places to go but actually it's how can these be more efficient and how can you do more than one thing in one place to make it worth your time so for example as we were saying about kind of the Instagram and the outreach and that sort of thing if you're looking around at Facebook groups or or other Instagram accounts and also inviting people you find there to be interviewed that's kind of two birds with one stone there because you're you're spending the time but you're doing two things at the same time and then I think you kind of mentioned it earlier but to using your actual content as outreach is ultimate efficiency so if you can be asking people to be interviewed putting it on your own website which is what you do but then asking them to promote it and making sure they are promoting it and it's getting pushed out then that's I always think that's almost more perfect than getting onto somebody else's podcast because they are sending all their audience directly to your own channel rather than you sitting on their podcast and maybe people click over so I think given that that is the whole format of your blog that would be where I would focus most of my attention and this is a being brave thing that maybe we can talk about um to try to get people on there who are going to be up for sharing who are going to have bigger audiences to to send over to to your website yeah yeah because now I was thinking I've interviewed a few creatives that have a large audience but then I just don't want to ask him hey can you please share yeah um yeah I'm yeah I'm too shy to do that (laughs) (laughs) well no but I feel like kind of what's the point for them if they can't share it this is what I would this is what I would say to you (laughs) from the point of view of somebody who kind of does have a bigger audience and does get asked to do stuff that for me I quite like to be asked to do these things because it boosts my ego let's be real and it's also nice for me to be able to share something that isn't like another one of my blog posts or podcasts. It's nice for you to share, oh, this is something different that I've done you might be interested in. It's also nice to be able to share from the point of view of like, somebody else thinks I'm relevant enough to be interviewed. So, <laughs> and it kind of, it looks good from that point of view. And so I would expect to be asked to share something. Yeah. And I'd probably find it kind of weird if someone didn't. And so I think that is just part of the unspoken transactional nature of this kind of digital PR is that there is co-sharing that goes on. And something that you can do if you do feel worried about it is just make it super easy for people because it's if there's anything that's going to be a block to them sharing, it's like the effort of spending three minutes writing out an Instagram story or whatever. So if you can kind of say, here's a couple of graphics if you want to use them, no worries if not, but I've got, here's the link, here's a little blurb or whatever it is that is kind of like, okay, well, I'll just copy and paste that and I can do it. That's that's lovely. It's a great idea. Yeah. It's just, it's, and what, if we kind of drill this back down a little bit, 
everything that we're trying to think about is what's the barrier that's stopping the thing that I want to happen happen? So the barrier here is maybe somebody's too busy or lazy <laughs> to mm. put an Instagram story up. So to knock that barrier down, you give them everything they need to do that. Yeah. So that's always the way to be thinking about anything that you're doing is what's the barrier and how can I remove the barrier? Yeah. I should put this on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so how does how does that feel kind of conceptually to to be using the interviews in that way? I mean, for me it feels great because what has been happening so far is that instead of thinking that my content is the you know, the center of everything, I just stopped doing that. So I think, okay, there's my website and then there's like the Instagram and the promotion part instead of thinking, well, my content can also serve that promotional purpose. Mm-hmm. And and something that I've been thinking a lot, which is also about, you know, the way that th- that you introduce yourself and what you want to show to the world is that, you know, I'm I I want to to be a writer. That's what I like to do. I like to write, and that's how this all started. Um, but then I feel like I'm running away from that mm-hmm. because I need to focus my attention on promoting. And then, you know, sometimes I'm writing, I'm writing a blog post or, you know, I'm writing like journaling and thinking, oh, how can I promote um, my website or the sessions? While I would prefer to spend that time actually interviewing people, mm-hmm. you know, and working on that because that's that was the purpose of everything. You know, that's how everything started. And that's what made me happy so when you're talking about that and how to incorporate my content it just makes a lot of sense and just makes me feel like I don't have to stop doing what I was doing before to find time to you know be on Instagram or Mm -hmm. learn about Pinterest it doesn't mean that I don't have to do it but it just means that I can go back to you know what really made me start doing this in the first place Mm, that is such a good point. I think we we all start these things because there is a thing we want to do. And then we get to this point where we're finding anything else to prioritize over the thing that we wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. Um, and I think that is partly that there's kind of psychological things at work there where it's like, oh, I don't deserve to spend my time doing this lovely thing that I love. But it does this kind of, oh, this kind of beast of, promotion that's always hungry kind of always takes our attention away and I think for you that definitely coming back to the heart of this is the website and the content so how can I use the website and the content and spend as much time doing that as possible and use that so even from an Instagram point of view you can be using your writing there you can be like copying and pasting paragraphs from an interview and using that as your post you don't have to be reinventing the wheel there as well if you think like the the heart the beating heart of everything you do is the words and then Mm -hmm. thinking how can I put the words out how can I keep make sure that I'm not taking my time away from the words how can the words be in more places yeah, another thing to put on the wall. <laughs> no, no, but this is this makes a lot of sense. And something that I also started to realize is that I was, and I am putting a lot of attention on the sessions, which I love to do. And that's how I want to, you know, start building like, you know, a side business. 
because I, you know, I want to have the freedom to travel the world, to work where I want, when I want. And I want to help other people do that as well. And I want to help people, you know, have a more creative life. But then what was happening is that my Instagram has now become, you know, a, a, a place on the internet that I'm only talking about the sessions when actually, you know, as you said, like at the heart of everything is my writing and the sessions is just something that I do on the side based on the experience that, you know, having other creative people talking with me really helped me be where I am right now. So I just want to do that with others, but it's not the main thing, you know, it's not the thing mm -hmm. that's driving everything. So yeah, it makes sense because I also want my content to, to be honest and authentic and to, you know, connect with how I'm spending my days as well. And mm -hmm. I want to spend my days focusing on my writing and not, you know, focusing on the sessions, which, which is just, you know, like a part of this bigger, you know, mm -hmm. thing that I'm building. Yeah. I think the key here is really knowing and really trusting in your customer journey. And this is something that I do. I, I sort of realize <laughs> I don't think I've talked on my Instagram grid about anything I've got for sale for maybe a year. <laughs> um, because I know that that's not going to do anything. You know, people aren't going to just run off and, and buy stuff because I posted it on my grid. That's not what the job of the grid is. The job of the grid is to get somebody interested enough to follow. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they might see a story which will take them to a blog post that they might be interested in enough to read. And then yeah. they're on my website and they might enjoy that blog post enough that they sign up to my newsletter. And then they might receive six newsletters and then be interested enough to buy something. And it's having that trust that that's what the customer journey is. And, and I absolutely feel right in my bones that kind of need to talk about your product <laughs> or to talk about the thing that you've got that you want people to join and do and you feel like you have to talk about it all the time but you've got to trust that people are going to get there when they get there yeah you can't maybe, rush them in that and maybe when you think about your best clients or the ones that you enjoyed working with are the ones that started following you for you know who you are and what you were showing and not because of what you promised with a certain product mm -hmm at least that's my experience you know to get to know someone out of nowhere because they read my blog post and they really enjoyed it and they would like to meet me and then you know we talk over skype over a coffee and then they join the sessions and it, it just works yeah that's absolutely what happens with me as well is that i when I was starting out quite early I found it quite difficult there was a sort of jarring between their expectations and my approach whereas now I just get people who are like okay well I've been saving up for six months and I I'm all in you know I'm totally on board and mm -hmm. it's it makes the work so much easier and so much more enjoyable for for both of you because they know what they're getting into before they even started and that was what they wanted it wasn't that they were kind of like well I want somebody who's going to help me get a million followers or whatever it was oh I want to have Kate talk to me about this stuff personally you know and this is it's such a you have to have so much faith 
and so much trust in the process and in what you're doing because you've got to let go and not force it down people's throats and you know it's funny I I followed an Instagram account this week because they were kind of talking about ads or something and I was like oh that's I'm just going to kind of lurk in the background and see what they're all about and I got a message to say hi I saw you followed me is there anything particular I can help with and I was like Ew, no, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, not, well. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I don't know who you are, you know? Yeah. I need to just lurk in the background and kind of read some of your stuff and see and see whether this is for me or not. And it just was like an immediate, well, I'm probably going to unfollow you now because I feel yeah. weird. And so it's not jumping into getting, trying to push people somewhere they're not ready to, to be, but to guide them, take them by the hand and help bring them to where they're going to be mm-hmm. yeah exactly and it's funny that you mentioned that because the same happened to me um yeah you know when you can ask questions and sometimes you click by accident you know on the mm. yes or no options oh, on yeah, yeah. yeah and then someone went to talk to me and i was like it was by accident <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to do it <laughs> yeah mm. yeah and so yeah and i think that particularly when you are a shy person and you don't like asking too much of people then just to really lean into your content and let that do the talking for you is is so much easier and I and going kind of back to the pitching a little bit it's easier for you to say I'd love to interview you on my website than please interview me on your podcast right (laughs) um and that can then start to get you into that that kind of headspace of oh the world doesn't fall apart when I ask somebody something (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm still learning that for sure yeah (laughs) but but something that I sometimes worry about is if my shyness isn't stopping me um from getting where I want you know um it's like how can you push yourself but at this time at the same time still be be you you know because I mean how can I explain it you know like you have to respect how you are so if you are a shy person you can work around that but at the same time you have to be brave enough and do stuff that you might not enjoy um Mm. yeah I think it's it's learning the difference between good fear and bad fear so sometimes I mean you probably already already sort of know it but and I get this where if you get an email in and it's like oh that's scary but it's a good kind of scary it's a scary of of oh my shyness is is kind of feeling scared but there's something in me that's excited versus the fear that is like oh that's just a no (laughs) that's an altogether hell no and so learning the difference between how those two things feel and just listening to it and when it's the good kind of fear saying this is the point this is what we're here for um and kind of just relaxing into it a little bit and being like well I could only I could only be me so even if it's weird and awkward it'll only be weird and awkward for a little bit (laughs) um and just tiny tiny baby steps because I started as a very shy person and you know I didn't do Instagram stories for like the first two years because I was too shy to do it and then I just started doing 
one and then another one and I didn't start this podcast for a year and then I just did 10 <laughs> or however and it's just give yourself that permission that it doesn't have to be if I'm going to do this that it's becoming part of my strategy and I'm gonna to have to do it every single time it's like I'm just going to try this thing and if it's awful it's awful or then I don't do it again mm-hmm. um but give yourself the opportunity to surprise yourself yeah interest the process as you said <laughs> yeah <laughs> and also it's and prior your own priorities that you know sometimes if if you're you're shy or whatever it might take you longer to get to where you want to be but you'll enjoy the process more and is that more of a priority than kind of pushing it and having a miserable life but yeah. getting there six months earlier and and yeah. You get to choose that. There's not a right or a wrong. You can have a miserable life if you want. (laughs) But that's the thing you've just got to kind of sit with, make a choice, be okay with, and then remind yourself of it. It was like, yes, I'm not where I want to be yet, but also I'm really enjoying my writing and I've spoken to some really interesting people. So I'm also kind of enjoying it. What I'm thinking now is that, you know, when you say trust the process, and I've heard that many times, I'm just afraid to use that as a safety blanket you know kind of like just a process everything is going to be okay and I'm afraid that by thinking about it maybe I'm just you know making an excuse or just you know telling myself everything is going to work the way you want to and it Mm -hmm. might not so but at the same time it's also about managing expectations and I don't have to you know be so tough on on myself as well Mm -hmm. so yeah, I think rather than saying trust the process, be very specific about what the process is. So maybe it's trust your content. But in order to trust mm. your content, there needs to be content. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So you, that's, that's saying trust that the content is going to guide people where they're going to be get to, but I have to be producing it in order for it to do that. So it's not, I think, yeah, with, with phrases like trust the process, it's re- easy to just kind of, outsource all responsibility to the process and not do anything so you've got to know the the process or whatever it is is 50 percent. you've got to give the other 50 percent, like a relationship you know so it's i trust the theory of the process that people are going to get there but i know that the theory only works if i'm doing stuff yeah yeah Makes so sense. it's more it's yeah it's more that kind of thing that when you're posting on Instagram and you're putting your blog posts up and it feels like it's going nowhere you've got to trust that the process is happening you've got to trust that there are people who are following you and they're reading things but they're not saying a word <laughs> you know <laughs> they are not commenting they're not messaging but they're reading everything and that's the process just getting them there and you can't see it but you've got to trust that it's happening yeah but and you've still got to be you- doing your bit yeah and it's funny that you say that because maybe that's what you did at the start at least that's what I do I'm the person that's you know reading everything but without making any comments sometimes Mm. and you know even when I'm buying a certain course or you know like an ebook or something like that I might you know take like half a year to decide to buy it yeah yeah so of course that people will do similar things with my Mm -hmm. my own stuff 
if I do them. Yeah, yeah. it always amazes me when I no. do this too. I'm like, why is yeah. nobody caring about all my things? It's like, well, I literally never. <laughs> you know, if yeah. I'm, I, I, there's people who like podcasts I listen to or whatever, and I don't say a word. <laughs> I just silently listen to every single episode. And yeah. then I might buy their course and they have no idea who I am, but I know everything about them. <laughs> and that's just the way it goes. And that's normal. But we kind of feel like nothing's happening, but because it's all happening under the surface. And that's the thing that you've got to trust. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just noticed the time. As always, I could go on for hours um but so how are you feeling now are you feeling like you've kind of got something to run at or kind of different perspective to think about yeah I feel like I'm back to my 15 year old self you know like now I can finish this call and go back to my writing and feel like you know I'm doing something instead Mm -hmm. of being worried that oh I should be doing something different I should be learning about Pinterest (laughs) Yeah. But do try to put some things on Pinterest. Just don't yeah, spend yeah. like six I hours. <laughs> Good. So I have one last question for you, which is how do you grow a soul in your work and life? Okay. I thought about this and everything sums up to connection. And I'm a very antisocial person. So <laughs> I was a bit surprised when I was thinking about this. But yeah, when I think about what makes me the happiest and what gets me moving is all about connecting with what I'm doing and connecting with other people. And I feel like everything that I'm doing right now is about that. So, you know, when I think about what I like to study or where I'm working at, it's always about, you know, the colleagues that I have and the content that I produce is always about how I discovered you know, ways to feel more connected with something. And the sessions that I created is about, you know, connection with other like-minded people. So connection is a word. Yeah. So where can people find you and read your blog and all the things? <laughs> okay. So you can find me at okaywhatsthenextstep.com or on my Instagram which is my full name, so mariana.sanch.gomes, with an S, not Gomez, like Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Mariana. Thank you. It was really nice to meet you and, yeah, yeah. and just to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Any links that we mentioned will be on my website at simpleseason.com forward slash podcast and you can find me and mariana on instagram i am at simple and season and she is at mariana with one r and then dot s a n t o s dot g o m e s and i will put that in the show notes of course if you have a friend who you think would really enjoy this episode and really benefit from it please do send them the link and share where you're listening online too. And until next time, I hope you grow with soul. <laughs>